I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio. I'm sitting next to my old pal. Old pals. Francis. Old friends. How you doing, dude? Sat on the park bench like bookends. <laughs> Newspaper blown through the grass. You know that song? Um, I Simon don't, and Garfunkel? I don't know it. Which, right. which one? I mean, I might. I don't know. What song is it? It's called Old Friends. Oh, I don't think I do. Can you imagine us years from today? Sharing a park bench quietly. How terribly strange to be 70. Oh, wow. friends. It's a great song. That sounds very Give nice. it a listen. Sounds lovely. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. Um, so, dude, I have a question for you. Great. Is there, so you, I know you guys are doing a bunch of these destination weddings, having a blast, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is there ever, it, it's completely inappropriate to propose to somebody at somebody else's That's wedding, right? That's a great right? question. It's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Like, is it the same as being a girl at the wedding and wearing white? Um. Okay. So I I have a thought about it, but I'm I don't know if I'm right. In fact, I I would guess that I'm wrong. Okay. You go to these weddings for a couple days. Uh, my thought is that you. Fuck. You could propose a couple of days before the wedding by yourselves, not in front of anyone, and then just not really announce it until after the wedding. Oh, interesting. That is like a very specific way of doing that, which I agree. Because like the idea that you are stealing the thunder of the people getting married is a real thing. Yeah, but they've also invited you to a place where you should be proposing. Right. See, that's the other thing. It's like gorgeous and you know what I mean? Like, we're going to have our wedding in the most beautiful, most romantic place on earth. Totally. And we want you to be here for multiple days. Totally. Which is interesting because by, by doing that, you can potentially inspire a couple different things. One of them, of course, being a proposal. But another thing is it could inspire a honeymoon. What do you mean? Like... You're in some gorgeous, you're in Positano or you're in Lake Como or whatever, and it's gorgeous. And like, you could easily be like, this is where I want to have my honeymoon type of thing. Yeah, but having a honeymoon there would be fine. Not controversial, but I'm just saying like, you can, in these romantic scenarios, it's good fodder for your own decision. So for example, even if you're not going to uh, propose at someone else's wedding, because that would be insane. Uh, okay, you, so that's that is the answer. It I, would be I think insane. I think we've we've we can agree. I agree. I think. Move. Well, I also think that for the two of you, you do this proposal, and then you're instantly overshadowed by the fact that this couple is having their massive wedding. It, dude, it's a crazy move. But but you might get inspiration because you know the rehearsal dinner might be overlooking the water from a cliff, and you might be like, "This is the type of place I want to propose. It's so beautiful." Well, something. okay. I mean, an extension of this is something that I don't really understand, which is when inevitably after a big wedding weekend, your Instagram feed will be completely clogged with every single person who attended the wedding posting photos of themselves, of the couple mm-hmm. in their nice outfits, all done up, everyone, whatever. Now, a lot of the time I will see people post who were at the wedding only a photo of themselves and then they'll say we had a blast celebrating the wonderful so-and-so right Mm -hmm. yeah i think that if you went to someone's wedding and you're going to post on instagram uh about the of the weekend it's fine to have a photo of yourself and your date but you have to have a, a photo of the couple as well interesting interesting because it it's otherwise it's just I've never thought of that. Here I am looking nice. Looking good, yeah. Some vague I've nod to that. the fact that the wedding couple put the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I do you think that people think about that? That's the first I've ever heard of it. I mean, it may I just I, I don't I don't know if anyone does and I don't even know if a wedding couple would be offended by people who did that, but personally when I see it I'm like this wasn't about you. 
Right. You were a guest and you should be honoring them. Right. And right. and just posting a photo of yourself and your date is not doing that. You're yeah. turning this into a, something about you. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't bug me that much necessarily. It depends. Like if you're not that close to them, like why the fuck would you post? Well, then don't post anything at all. Why? You got dressed up. You look good. You can still hashtag the whatevers. You know what I mean? Speaking speaking of which, is is it going? Are we going to get to a point in a hundred in a hundred years where every hashtag is used? (laughs) And now we're just like inventing words the way they do for pharmaceutical drugs. (laughs) Hashtag Bic Tarvi. Oh man, I I I want to be cynical about the wedding hashtag thing, but someone made the point to me that once you've done that, then afterwards, yeah, you can click on it and yeah. you see all these great photos. There that you is practical have seen application, other, absolutely, otherwise. absolutely, yeah, dude, totally. Um, so to this honeymoon question, it's funny I have never really thought much about that about honeymoon, and it's interesting because my girlfriend and I have such differing styles for what sort of trip we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, I can get on board with the relaxing trip, you know what I mean? And I think that's probably what we would end up doing for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you thought about honeymoons at all? I think a relaxing one has got to be the way. Yeah, because the wedding's just so stressful. Yeah, you've starved yourself for weeks. You've <laughs> been dancing and entertaining. I mean, my buddy... My buddy told me that when we got back from the rehearsal dinner to the hotel where everyone was the night before the wedding, that he started walking from the bus to the bar to get himself a drink, and it took him three hours oh to get to God, the bar. Oh, my God, dude. That's crazy. It took him three hours to get to the bar to get himself a drink because it's just one person after Stop, another yeah. stopping you, saying hello. Having longer conversations, congratulate all that, and so that's exhausting, man. Yeah, that is exhausting. And by the time you're done with that, I mean, my friends went straight to Hawaii, and I cannot think of a better place. Yeah, to go. Just go right to Hawaii. Yeah, uh, and go for a good amount of time. Yeah, you know, I mean, my God, I don't, I don't want to go to New Zealand. I don't want to have. A seventeen-hour flight. Mm-hmm. Give me Hawaii. Hawaii Hawaii's far, it, but, but they we were close. kind of on the west coast. Oh, you're in California, okay. You know, yeah. or we were in Colorado, so it's not terrible. Not as not as crazy. Well, we have an email about honeymoons, and I want to see if yeah, dive I think in. we're gonna we have probably covered a lot of this stuff already. But let's see. Hey guys, uh, you've been talking about all things weddings recently. <laughs> I'd love to hear you guys talk about honeymoons. A couple I know, <laughs> this is funny, recently went on their honeymoon to Disney World. With full-on wifey and hubby Mickey ears and matching t-shirts. Kill me. <laughs> That's bad, dude. Uh, what would you consider to be the worst honeymoon? And what would your ideal honeymoon be? Warm versus cold. Adventure versus relaxation. Right after the wedding versus later that year. Stateside versus international. Hawaii, by the way, covers the adventure and relaxation. Sure in the does. same thing. You can mm-hmm. hike there. You can do all that shit. Um, but these are good questions. Yeah. I mean, for me, the worst thing would be... Um, a bike trip. <laughs> Why? Because your th- bike trips in general are don't make any sense to me. Let's go bike through the south of France for a week. We're going to bike 55 miles a day. Yeah. It's like anything you need to take steroids before you do is not worth it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> anything you need a water bottle for. Right. I, I, I don't really, I don't get that. You know, the bones between your butt cheeks hurt like hell. You're too exhausted to have sex with each other. Yeah, true. Um, I, 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 to me, it's just... And, and the reason I cite the bike trip is because I feel like there are couples that would do that. Yeah. We're going biking through through Holland right, biking, during hiking. tulip season. Right, right. Actually sounds kind of nice. Yeah. But... <laughs> Give me a segue. I give like me it, a, the idea of it in general, but for a honeymoon, give agree. me a bird scooter and I'll happily ride along beside you as yeah. you bike. Yeah. So I, I mean, so I think that the, the important question here is you could do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Like if you guys like something, go do it. But, you know, we know what we like to a degree. 
and we know what our girlfriends like and it's like how is it is it challenging to make those things match up into something uh that you both enjoy and i don't i think the answer is no i think it's it shouldn't be that hard right there's plenty of places to choose from um and like you said you know adventure versus relaxation you can there's a way to do both in an appropriate way you don't have to go fucking climb kilimanjaro you know what i mean what's your ideal honeymoon where do you want to go gun to your head you have to plan and book the honeymoon you're leaving tomorrow where are you going so i honestly think that i would i want my girlfriend to be happy my wife at this time your wife i would want my wife to be mrs. happy Gallerati. mrs Gallerati. um i would want her to be happy so i would make sure to sort of do a filter so the filter would be this here's all the places that i would enjoy i would put the hill filter on it the hilter uh-huh which would then only put places that she would want to go and i would pick from that list because there would be somewhere for me on that list and it would most likely be somewhere relaxing and beautiful that i had never been to before okay so, maldives maybe oh wow that's far i, I don't Isn't mind it? i don't mind going far it is far yeah. it's far it's probably you might as well be going to australia my issue with maldives australia new zealand you're spending two days kind of traveling there out of 10 is it that big of a deal to sacrifice two days i would like to i'm all about relaxing think about how many days there are bro <laughs> what do you mean bro. What, do you, what in in of of the year yes there's 365 days in one year you can't give one You're of them talking up about to go to australian days i know she doesn't have a ton but it's your fucking honeymoon dude you get a ton for your do honeymoon. you get a, a pass kind of yes no, you got to take the paid time off though Maybe, Still? but it's your, it's your honeymoon. It's the most important thing. People do, uh, co companies tend to be more, it's like maternity, maternity leave, leave and then honeymoon. Yeah, dude, number literally, two. literally. But you know what? You know what? Death maybe comes above, but death you don't need no, as many days. No, you, you don't get, you don't get as many days off to grieve as you do. Right, but you don't need them. For a you're honeymoon. Right, you're right, you're right. It's a different ways to, it depends how you're measuring it. People wish you well when you go on a honeymoon. They say, know, enjoy have it. Have fun. They, and they mean it. There's totally. no boss who thinks, says it, but actually means like, this person's not working that hard. This is coming out of their Christmas bonus. Yeah, totally. Now, this is a new thing. The okay. mini moon. <laughs> have you heard about this? Uh, I can imagine where you're going with it. Have you heard I about this phenomenon? I haven't, I haven't. It's couples that say, well, we don't have the time right now to take the true honeymoon that we had yeah. planned to take. So we're just going to do a quick week. Weekend. To oh, a week. A week's a lot. Dude, it's a week. They take a week. A mini week. moon's a week? So Some, uh, is a honeymoon two weeks? Oh, for a lot of people. Wow. Now, again, I, dude, this how could is a honeymoon be, not a week? That's this could crazy. just be in my circle of friends. Okay. okay. Or, or, or the world that I live in. But I thought I, mini moon was like a long weekend. I thought that's where you're going with mini moon. I'm with you for exactly the same reason. Okay. I, I, I think that if I... <laughs> Mini moon, my ass. That's like American sizing. It's like when you get a small, exactly. it's a fucking giant. I am of the mindset that, um, first of all, you should take your honeymoon immediately after the wedding. Because a lot of people will put it off. And, that, and that's why they do these mini moons. They're like, well, we wanted to celebrate a little bit, but we have so much going on at work. Yeah. Can't take all that much time off. Yeah. So I we're going to fuck off to wherever for five days. I agree. Take it right after. And, and so, yeah. We've gotten away from that, though. Yeah. Yeah, we have. People don't necessarily take their honeymoon. My old radio co-host, Willie Cologne, took his honeymoon a, a year after they got married. Yeah, that, I mean, dude, it, it's, it's such a disservice to rob yourself of the momentum of wedding romance. It, to me, it really solidifies this marriage moment. Totally. And it, it gives you a chance to celebrate as yourselves, plus... The hotel pampers you, man. Yeah, it's they, great. You are, you are the newlyweds. Totally. You're staying the in the honeymoon suite. Here's a free drink. Here's a hot towel. We're, we've given you a 20% discount on her massage. Yeah, now go put Want a, a surfing lesson? Here you go. And go put a, pa a baby in that ass. That's right there. Butt baby. Um, dude. All right. You never, you said Maldives. I guess like, I think that that is a place that we could come together on because I've been to a lot of places. She wants to go somewhere. I think where there's beach and relaxation. Yeah. And I'm totally down for that too. And now that we are going to be able to allocate enough time 
And why not go somewhere far? That's what I think. And it's actually a time where I would want to go somewhere far. Got it. What about you? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I've, it's tricky for me. Mm-hmm. But my thought is, and let's say that money were no object, right? Okay. Some super luxurious place in like St. Bart's or something. Yeah, yeah. Or... Or Hawaii, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Solid. I, I, that's kind of the speed I'm at. I like it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it, dude. I, you ever heard of these I'm in Yara places? Yeah, they're sick. Have you ever been to one? No. Yeah. They're so dope, though. But it's offensively expensive. I know. What are they? The Amman Resorts. The Amman Resorts. Yeah. They're nuts. They're yeah. fucking sick. They're like the height. I mean, it's I th- the most. Yeah, it's the high, the most expensive yeah. kind of height of luxury. But twenty eight dollar cocktails, dude. I honestly, I act, I'm going to be honest. Sandwiches. I Hillary sends me Instagrams of Amman resorts all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like one of her top options for her honeymoon. Yeah, bless her heart. I think it's like I think it's like two grand a day type of thing. It's real. It, it's really expensive. I think it's two grand a day, but they're fucking dope. Yeah. Also, dude, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't hate going to like a canyon ranch, like some fire destination spa. That'd be cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. Just in general. You're a huge spa guy. Love the spa. Yeah. You know what else I'm a huge guy for? <laughs> I have a feeling I can guess. <laughs> Magic spoon cereal. Would you bring a couple boxes with you to that ranch? You bet your ass I would. Yeah, you'd pack them, wouldn't you? In the spirit of keeping healthy, you got it, dude. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. just absolutely delicious. Cleansing we, the soul. We love Magic Spoon cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. 140 calories per serving, baby. I finished my box of the waffle. Of the waffle. Oh, the maple waffle. Maple They're delicious. Waffle. I finished it. You As know. you know already, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. It's not. It's nothing. You're just eating nothing. You're eating pure you health. It's, you're just eating. <laughs> uh, but you're eating dude, more years into your life. <laughs> to your point, uh, the cookies and cream and maple waffle flavors are now permanent. Hey, we're back. They were introduced for a limited time initially, but now they are here for good to go along with the other delicious flavors: cocoa, fruity, fro- fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Go to magicspoon.com/oops. Promo code OOPS to save $5 off of your order. Magicspoon.com slash OOPS. Promo code OOPS. Yeah, you'll get, enjoy that. Get yourself some Magic get Spoon. You some, get some Magic Spoon. It's good shit. Yeah. Um, what's up? Uh, I had this... Okay. My girlfriend very nearly walked in on me jerking off. Whoa. That's, that's crazy. We never talk about these types of things. We don't. Um, Has that ever happened to you? No. Uh, and dude, I would, I don't want that to ever happen. I, I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted it to happen. It's I wouldn't have wanted it to. Pulling down the veil in a way that I never want to You happen. guys won't go to the bathroom if the other person <laughs> is in the apartment. Uh, Yeah, man. If for some reason we're together and that is occurring, uh, I would make sure at all costs that she is not around for mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. So what happened? Well, fortunately, I managed to, uh, you know, tidy things up and tuck everything away and then exit the the window <laughs> and then make it. I, I, I think I dodged the bullet. You I, jumped out the window. Was this a metaphor? No, the, the, <laughs> the, the window of the material that I was perusing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Of the yeah. old browser. Gotcha. Boy, this is revealing. I, I'm not ashamed. You know, I'm not a weirdo. But um <laughs> I don't think she I don't think she knew. Now, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal if she had. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I, I was also after the fact I was like, was what I was watching would that have scarred her? No. It was a very down the line thing I was Generic. watching. But um it made me think, right? And I hate, to, I, if this is too weird of a question, you can pass. Okay. If you were to walk in on your girlfriend masturbating, mm-hmm. 
would you be turned on or would you feel left out? Would I feel like insecure? Yeah. Oh boy. I think that I would feel both of those things. And I think that the feeling of the insecurity would like make me turned on too. Like I think they would be pegged to each other in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean though? It's like this taboo thing. Yeah. And I think I'd be conflicted about it. I think there'd be moments where I would be like, wow, that was hot. And there would other also be moments where I'd be like, fuck, like, I'm not good enough. What was she thinking about? What was she looking at? Would you think in that moment, this is an opportunity for me to offer my services? Or would you think clearly she knew that I was in the house uh-huh. and she could have asked me. She didn't want me. So she, I'm not, I'm going to like let her have her privacy. So I think a lot of that would be dependent on her reaction to me entering. Hopefully, she would have a sort of like, like, ooh, like fancy seeing you here I reaction. I was hoping you'd come yeah, along. Exactly. Yeah. I was, you know, if that were to happen, then game on for sure. If she were to like very quickly try to hide what was happening, like, I, I have trouble imagining that I'd be able to parlay that into a hot encounter. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Scrambling, knocking things over. But if that did happen, I still think I would try to like, be like, oh, what are you doing? Type of thing, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. then try to parlay that. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I th- I think the answer is I would try to get in there. What about you? I I you know <laughs> it, I don't know. It's a tricky thing. Obviously, we're dealing with hypotheticals, right? Mm. I don't. I'm under no. I'm under no delusion that um, that. Perhaps my girlfriend does this without me and, 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 you know, doesn't need me or doesn't want me for certain self exploratory moments, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so my thought is that if she's making the conscious choice to do that without me, then it's not my place. But that's just a very logical way to look at something that is clearly like feeling evoking. You know what I mean? Like, would you be able to be that calm and pragmatic about that? Because agreed, that makes sense. But I would still be like, damn, like, I feel bad about myself. I, I feel like, yeah, in the moment, I would I would back away and be like, oh, so sorry. As if I'd walked in on someone going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But then after, I don't think I would, I don't think I would try to lay some sort of guilt trip or say, like, why did you do that? And without me. Right, 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 right. I don't even know if I would need an explanation. No, totally. Uh, yeah, fair. I wouldn't want to embarrass her mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Does that which, make sense? Which makes, and, and I think that there's a lot of people who would, who would try to somehow like guilt trip them after that or something. Because I don't, they were insecure. Yeah, I don't think I would. Oh gosh, I don't know. Take it personally. You're in the house, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a different thing if. If you're away and you come, honey, I'm home, mm-hmm. and you find her on the couch or whatever. But if you're in the house, middle of the day, she knows you're there, and she's actively chosen to do this instead. Um, like, does she think you're busy or something, or does she know you're not? I think I think you gotta you gotta put it down to um, she knows you probably would have been up for it, but she's preferring to do this. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our scenario. Okay. Okay. That's, and by the way, that's, that's not that's not what was going on with me, right? <laughs> was it? It kind of was. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I. Oh, she was gone. She was gone. Got yeah, it. got it. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. I think there's a a lot of sort of psycho analyzing of of this that you could do. Dude, I don't know why this is funny to me, but there's something funny to me about you telling the story while wearing this like cowboy shirt. <laughs> I got my cowboy shirt on. I love my Western cowboy it's shirt. It's a good shirt, but it's funny. Like the, the cowboy having his like his self-reflection moment. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's funny. We don't we don't ever talk about this kind of shit, really. Yeah, that's true. So I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting yeah. myself in God's hands. Um well, it sounds like it wasn't well well at first wasn't you, were, a big you, were, deal you weren't at all. discovered. No. So you think. Is there a chance that she just didn't want to embarrass you? No, because we immediately moved into a, a, a topic, a conversation that was so out of left field that, that we couldn't have gotten there if she had witnessed what gotcha. was yeah. happening. Okay, okay. That's fair. Yeah. 
Um, I have a question that's not exactly related, but it's since we're on this, this sort of topic, have you ever heard of this expression? I have a feeling that you're going to say you have not, but have you ever heard of the idea that there's a time frame in a woman's life that's a little later than her early years where she becomes much more interested in the idea of anal sex? Oh my God. <laughs> the quote, age of anal. I have not heard about this. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. What, what is this about? I've just heard that like, and I don't know if this is true. Like I remember when I was younger, people always just say that. They'd be like, oh yeah, she was a little older. And people would be like, oh, did you guys do anal? Because older girls who are a little bit older are much more into that. They've like, they're more comfortable with sex stuff and they like know more about themselves and they've sort of gone down that road already and know that they like it and are more willing to kind of want to do it. Huh. Um, I don't know anything. This is all news to me. So maybe it's not a thing. Maybe it's just like, well, what do I know? I'm, I'm an idiot. I, you know, if anybody has any, any, uh, insight on this, I'd be curious to hear. Yeah. Uh, I, um, open the days for me of, uh, my anal curiosity have come and gone. You're just not that interested in it. Not at all. (laughs) Once upon a time I was, Uh but that's when you're a kid, you're younger, and you want to just try everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, your appetite, you want the buffet. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get older for me, and I feel like I've learned what I like, mm-hmm. kind of what I don't. And the high maintenance experience. I don't, I don't have any, I don't, I don't know. You know it just revolves, it, it requires a lot of preparation. It kind of takes away the sort of spontaneous. This is, sex it doesn't act. sound like fun. I think part of it too for me is <laughs> putting myself in the woman's position and it just feels like it would be the most uncomfortable thing on but earth. That's just an assumption. You know what I mean? Like I've from what I understand, it's can be people really like it. With all these older women with the bigger buttholes. I you know, I I don't know Big what the logistics are. Butts. But, you know, and, and even, you know, in sex ed and stuff i don't know if they teach us in sex ed but like it's a thing you learned about how sensitive the area is and if done right it's really great and mm. stuff like i don't know and i've heard of people being like they saying that they love it are you are you as uncomfortable as i am talking about sex on our podcast a little bit isn't that weird <laughs> i feel like when we first started we weren't but now we don't do that anymore we don't do that much and it's so it's fascinating to me because a lot of our contemporaries and our dear friends in podcasting talk about, talk about sex lot. constantly that's true we don't we don't do it that much no yeah i don't know i don't know what to tell you about that <laughs> guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Okay, well, I have a, I have a hypothetical for you. I have a hypothetical for you. Okay. And tell me if you've ever heard this one. There was this debate. This is people would be like, "Oh, would you rather like have this or that?" Like one of those kind of situations. Yeah. And this, it's a desert island scenario. So you're stranded on a desert island, and half of you, uh, which half of yourself would you want to be a mermaid? Oh my god! <laughs> the upper half or the bottom half? Also, I don't necessarily think the desert island is that important in this question. I think it can just be in general. If you were a mermaid, would you rather have? The bottom half or the top half? And I got to be honest, man. Answering the top half is the craziest thing I've ever. You just want. <laughs> so what? You're a fish. Your head from the is waist a, up. Yes, your head is that of a fish. Yeah, that doesn't make any. It's so stupid. There's no scenario where that's better. It's so stupid. Like you can still have sex when you're a mer person. Yeah, but here's here is here's why the stranded on the desert island thing matters, right? Okay. Because you cannot get around that island if you don't have legs. If your bottom half is merman, mm. that stupid flipper, yeah. Once you're on land, that's true. 
what are you doing? That's really true. You're super amphibious if you're waist up. Like you can go swimming and breathe underwater and fucking, you know, catch fish and stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. And you're not, there's not going to be anybody on the island anyway. So you're not having sex. But then, then it then it begs the question: If you're just a mer half merman anyway, then you would you ever leave the water? Also, couldn't you just swim home? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Couldn't you just swim home? And if that's the case, I gotta believe I'm going tail because that'll get you there faster than just having a wiggly yeah. top fin body type thing. And also, if you're a mer person, if you're a mermaid, can you breathe underwater? Like, do you have gills? Yeah, you've got gills. Oh, so then. I don't know about this, dude. I don't know about this one. I don't either, man. <laughs> I don't either. You know? a, and also, when you arrived on the desert island, were you already one of the other? Or by being on the desert island, somehow you've transformed into half of one or the other? <laughs> I think that there's an assumption that you were half always. Yes. Which maybe it's a blessing to live on this de desert island in a more sort of in an ecosystem that fits more of what you've been given by God. As opposed to living, going to high school and being a fucking mer person. Huh. <laughs> you can't even talk. Do you go to mer school? Do you go to fish school? Where the fuck do you go? Well, you can't, you don't do, your life sucks if you're not on an island. It's a blessing to be on that island. Yeah, I don't think being a mer, mer person's fun at all. It sounds stupid. No. And terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. It's no good. Well, one thing's for sure. If you're going to end up on a desert island, chances mm -hmm. are people are going to think you're dead. They uh, will. They'll worry. And your loved ones will be able to cash in on that life insurance policy Huge. that you hopefully have for yourself. Yeah, they'll be glad that you're dead. Uh, and if you're going to do that, we recommend that you go ahead and get yourself a policy at policygenius.com. Policygenius.com. Uh, it is not an insurance company. It is a marketplace, uh, for, so a place where you will be able to find the competitive... Uh, plan for yourself and the people that work for policy genius work for you they do not work for the insurance company so they will be trying to get you the best possible deal uh, they will review plans from over a dozen top insurers you could say 50 percent or more or even up to 1300 bucks per year by using policy genius so uh you should head over to policygenius.com and in minutes uh, you'll be able to work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price so go to policygenius, that's one word, policygenius.com, and you get started right now. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. That's it. Yes. Wow. Very nice. Nice. Very nice. Julio. <laughs> Dude, see, so I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I know they're going to ask me to pee in a cup. Mm. Um, and I was curious about this. When you pee in the cup, yeah. do you fill up the whole cup, or do you just go to like the line... Like, is it a savage move to fill up the entire cup with pee? Yeah, that's a little odd. Dude. Is it crazy? But do you think people think that they're being helpful by providing more pee, that like it'll be easier to take a sample? Like That's kind of like a reasonable deduction to make, even though it's probably not the case. I do sometimes think that. And you, you know what also is amazing to me? Is that for some reason, even when I've just peed and I think to myself, I don't have to pee at all. As soon as I have that cup in my hand, <laughs> I've got pee. <laughs> that's true it comes from somewhere that's I don't, true i don't know where it's amazing like a magical you know secret bag of pee in my <laughs> stomach somewhere just for that occasion so dude it's funny i know so my new doctor doesn't accept i weighed myself today this is how much i weigh they make me get on the scale oh they always do that to me too yeah so my old doctor i would just tell them how much i weighed because a lot of things would annoy me about going to the doctor a they'd make me do it with my clothes on so I weigh more than I actually do, and I'm all depressed. If it's an if it's an afternoon appointment, I'm full of food, way more than I normally do. I'm mm -hmm. all depressed. So I've tried to take all these things out of the equation. So this is what I do now. I always make my appointments in the morning, and I do cardio for an hour, and then steam afterward. Dude, what the hell? And then man? when I go to the doctor, I wear shoes that I can easily take off, and I remove them, and I wear shorts and the lightest t-shirt that I have. Why do you care so much what your doctor thinks that you weigh? I care about how much I think that I weigh. And somehow the doctor's number is more valid to you than what you get from your own scale? No, because the, the number is the number, and that's it. And if the number's higher than what I know it is, I somehow feel like I'm backtracking, and it makes me depressed. And it makes me not want to exercise. You're not able to contextualize that you no. are wearing heavier shoes and you haven't 
you know, you've eaten and all that? No, it's harder for me. Cause then I'm like, am I just in denial? Which then begs the question. I sometimes worry that I'm not going to be able to pee because of how dehydrated I'm going to be. When I walk Jesus the- <laughs> man, that is, that's crazy. Dude, I had an appointment scheduled for yesterday afternoon. I actually rescheduled it to tomorrow morning this because is, I was thinking about all this. This is very neurotic of you. <laughs> I don't hear too much neurotic behavior from you. It's just this true. Is very neurotic. It's true. Like I, I weighed myself last week. I was very pleased with the number. It was lower than what I weighed going into the pandemic. Wow. Which made me feel very happy. And I was like, finally, you know, this dark moment hopefully is behind me for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I were to go into the doctor and weigh, you know, five pounds more, which could easily happen if you've done it in the, if you're doing it in the afternoon with a bunch of clothes on, et cetera, I'm not willing to take that risk. So yeah. I rescheduled for the morning when I can go in there completely dehydrated. Like I'm trying to make weight for a fucking title bout. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you bring this up because, um, <laughs> We were trying to figure out how to get home to Maine for a few days. Nice. And you figured uh, it out. Well, yeah, I. It's the easiest flight in the world. Yeah. But we've got Kojai, mm. and my girlfriend desperately wants him to come. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want us to leave him with a friend, and Why? because she thinks he deserves it. <laughs> she thinks he deserves. He loves Maine. it up there. So she says. <laughs> You know, he doesn't really uh, enunciate his feelings too much. We project so much onto the dog. And, you know, does he is he happier up in Maine? Who knows? I think we think he is because uh, we are, you know, and, and you're out in the woods and he's got a fuller day. We have decided for dogs as the human race that they like to run around yeah. in nature. Yeah. We've decided that for them. Right. So, um, so we're, 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 he's coming, right? And you're driving. So we bought a carrier that we can sort of stuff him into, mm-hmm. um, for the airplane. And there are a number of airlines that you can pay some nominal fee and bring your dog aboard. What's nominal? hundred bucks? Yeah. It varies hundred to 150. It's not super nominal. No, it's not nominal, but worth it. it yeah. And, um, the pro so first of all we tested out the carrier and we put them in it i i i close it right i close this netting thing over the top the zipper top over koji's head he's in the bag and you think that he'll naturally lie down because his head is pushing against the ceiling of the bag Mm -hmm. but he doesn't and he just sits there being like why are you imprisoning me in a bag (laughs) and we're like oh fuck he hates it all right well whatever but then we go on the Delta website and ask them about bringing the dog on the flight. And they're like, yeah, you're allowed to do it. Uh, $150, $150, dogs have to be less than 20 pounds. And Kojai is 27 pounds. What? So immediately I start thinking like, okay, could I put a trash bag over him and put him on the Peloton <laughs> so, somehow and get him to make weight for this flight? Like, is there a way like, I slip him some fucking, you know, <laughs> some laxatives. laxatives and really get oh, trim cool. him down just for the weigh in and then Dude. and then feed him plenty. You know, we'll rehydrate <laughs> him. We'll get him back to speed. But like. Is there a way to get a dog to make weight? Has Dude, anyone ever had to do that? That is funny. Yeah. That sucks, man. Because like you said, Kojai deserves it. But like, does he deserve to be fucking tortured before getting it? Or would he, would he prefer to just stay here and not have to, like you said, because you don't enjoy, you like New Zealand, but you don't mm-hmm. like going there. Right. The same way maybe Kojai likes Maine, but not if he has to go in a cage. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So we are driving. Ah oh, man, that's what's happening. And what is that? Like twelve hours or something? No, it's not that bad. It's a five and a half oh, hour drive. That's not bad at all. It's a forty-five minute flight. Yeah, that's a big difference. Do you know what's funny? I've looked into flying to Connecticut to visit my parents because of how annoying the way that I go to visit them now is without a car. Because I have to take a train, uh, and then I have to get picked up, and then there's a forty-five minute drive after the, and that's just it's just annoying. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't I just fly? Like. That's just way more chill, and it'll and it's closer. The airport's actually closer to my parents' house. What's the airport? Brainerd, or sorry, Brainerd, Bradley, Bradley International Airport. Where's where is that? It's technically Hartford, but it's more in like I think it's in Granby. 
It's like Northern Connecticut near Massachusetts, but uh-huh. like near Hartford. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's an international airport. Um, and honestly, like the logic doesn't actually end up adding up because I still like if I have if I have to Uber from there to the, to my parents' house, I think it's a little less expensive than mm-hmm. Ubering from the train station. But uh, the train it's just as inconvenient. But dude, there's no direct flights, so in order to do that, you have to fly to Orlando. <laughs> and it's seven hundred dollars, so it's like completely not. It's just too close. Like why would yeah, you ever fly forget there? Forget it. Forget um, it. Too funny, dude. Dude, so I was thinking about this the other day about kind of like things that people do to protest, right? Things that people do to protest. And one of them being the hunger strike. Oh, yeah. And I just don't understand the hunger strike, man. Like, well, it's often, it comes when people have no other way of protesting. And and I guess in order to do it... It's usually prisoners. Right. So it's like, I'm going to end up dying and you're going to get in more trouble because I die. Is that the idea? Because I don't understand the idea of, oh, you're going to do that? Well, guess what? I'm not going to eat anything. Like, okay, dude, don't eat anything. You know what I mean? It is what you said. So yeah. the famous hunger strikes were the Irish uh, Republican Army, the IRA, mm. um, when they had a number of young people who were imprisoned uh for their part in the i think the london bombings that occurred um you know during the during the the war um Mm -hmm. the troubles yes and there were these two sisters who led the movement fuck i can't remember their names but um they were imprisoned and these were sort of young they became kind of rock stars in their um in their protest and they were locked away and as a way of demonstrating what they saw as, you know, uh, unfair imprisonment and treatment, they went on a hunger strike. And the idea being that if they died in prison, it would look that much worse for the people who had imprisoned them. They'd be martyrs. Uh, Exactly. They become martyrs. But then what happens is, um, the prison guards and the establishment and the politicians won't let them die. Right. And so they start force feeding them. And then that, then what happens is they, they bring you down to a place and they take, they take tubes mm. and they shove them down your throat right. into your stomach and then pump, you know, nutrients, nutrients into your body. And it's like the most, it might even be through the nose oh, God. Um, into the stomach. And it's like, the, that there's a video on YouTube, by the way. You know, most deaf. Yeah. So, most deaf was, I think, trying to draw attention to how this happened to the prisoners in Abu Ghraib or Guantanamo, and he underwent the force feeding procedure. Wow. And uh, it's really hard to watch. Jesus. It's not pleasant. Jesus. I would not recommend people do it, but God, it makes you realize, like. I phew. don't want to do. That. I would start eating I mean, again. Yasin Bey is what he goes by now. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think Gandhi right did Gandhi the famous did hunger it. strike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been a number of of high profile people who did hunger strikes. Interesting. But you know, even if I had the will to not eat, honestly, the harder thing for me would be not having coffee. Giving up your morning cup of Joe. From Brooklyn Roasting Company. Like, I, I don't see how I could go without that. I know. And then what am I, a diva for, for having coffee, but <laughs> not eating lunch and dinner? <laughs> um, plus, I feel like I would get, I'd be just super wired. Uh, but I, I don't know. You know, Brooklyn Roasting, their coffee keeps so it nice good. and balanced. Dude, I've made Hillary into a believer because she's sort of like a creature of habit and she loved this sort of like, blonde roast she was having from another place uh, and she ran out mm-hmm. and I had already been on the Brooklyn roasting bandwagon but now she has started to drink it and is realizing that she's been missing out this whole time let me ask she spends the night at your place wakes up in the morning <laughs> sees Brooklyn roasting company is she coming back for more you bet your fucking ass oh I love it especially when you signed a lease together uh, where is she gonna go Some hot mornings yeah it doesn't matter what coffee you have but you're having Brooklyn roasting which is the best in the game join the coffee of the month club guys the subscription's awesome they send you new fun it's like a discovery you never know what you're gonna get 
Um, also, obviously, we have to tell you about the peanut butter. We've told you about it before. Uh, Ooey gooey golly glop. Mm-mm-mm. Shit is crack. It's Someone so DM me and they'd gotten a couple and he was like, it really is crack. It's like if crack got hooked on crack. <laughs> well said, sir. Very good, sir. Well, sir. Very said. good. Uh, use promo code OOPSBEANS. You'll get 5% off your order. Um, do it today. Don't delay. You'll love it. We promise. We stand by it. Huge fans. Awesome. Um, let's get into an email. What do you say? Yeah, please. Um, so I feel like we could potentially help this person out. We had said we wanted to discuss this one on the air. So here we go. This is titled, Maybe Julio's Father Was On To Something. Um, and I think this is referring to my dad's sort of question about, is working so much actually worth it? I think that's what she means. That was in a past episode. Anyway, she was the man of oops. Please bear with me as I am sleep deprived and currently living most of my life in an underground library like a mole person from I Am Legend. <laughs> I am a rising third year medical student. And this is about the time you have to decide what kind of doctor you wish to be uh, to point your studies in the correct direction. Even as a child, I always envisioned myself a surgeon. As young as kindergarten, I wrote that I was going to be a plastic surgeon. Recently, though, while studying for a set of boards, I have come to a dilemma. For the past few years, I've spent all my nights and weekends studying for exams, always turning down social events with friends and family to accommodate my academic career. Most recently, I've spent, on average, 14 hours per day for six days a week in my school's basement library studying for boards. Oh, my God. And, dude, I don't think this is uncommon. I think most medical students that I've heard of or that I know say the same shit. This particular study pattern has been happening since the start of April. I am so exhausted from not living the life I should be at my age and and exhausted from being miserable. I love medicine and science, but is it worth the cost of my happiness? I've been toggling with the idea to go forward in plastics, which entails 100 plus hour work weeks, sleeping in hospitals, and and really that life only relents in your mid-40s. Or do I become a primary care doctor and move to a beach town to surf and live my life happily? Yes, the salary difference is quite large. Let's say 200K compared to 500K. But what's the point of making 500K if you literally do not have time or energy to enjoy your hard-earned money? I guess this is more about coming to terms with letting go of a life I envisioned for myself. I know this is not as dramatic as a business to comedy jump, but this change, of course, is giving me trouble. Anyway, thanks for providing a place to vent for all your listeners. Love the pod. Uh, also, if I just if I fail slash just pass boards this coming Monday, this will all be obsolete. To be a surgeon, your scores have to be the highest. Maybe fate will make the decision for me. What, huh. do, we, what do we think? Well, first of all, good luck. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think I think she, she's come this far. Yeah. You know, you got to put your best foot forward yeah. at this point. It sounds know. like that that she's going. Yeah, to. she's going to. Um. You know, it's a work-life balance question. I I have some kind of weird doubts about the way that she has come to understand this, and I don't. It's not. I don't. I don't want to question her. I I feel the same way. I, think I know, I know plenty of plastic surgeons who don't work hundred-hour work weeks, mm. and I don't know if that's something you earn later in your career. But um. I didn't think that that was a branch of medicine that required, you know, sleepless nights and pr- procedures through the night. Right. And so I, wa- I wonder if plas- quote plastics means what we think it does, though. Like, well, does that just mean like cosmetic surgery? No, or- there's like two. There's two types of well, as I understand it, plastic surgery is breast augmentation. Uh, it's you know, facial okay. so it stuff. It doesn't have to be cosmetic. Correct. Okay. okay. Uh, but it, but it, 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 a lot of it is. Right. But then there's also there's also plastic surgery that is, you know, right, uh, people who have burns, burns, or like and, and children reductions. with cleft palate that need it fixed. And you know, there's there's very right. quote unquote like noble, uh, involuntary totally uh, plastic surgery that's required. So, um, I my whatever all of this is to say that um if you if you make it as simple as she's made it which uh-huh. is like move to a surf town be a primary care right. physician making you know a lot of three hundred thousand dollars less per year i i 
I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like, like it, it is a field where your future is easy to predict to a degree. But like you said, you know, there has to be some nuance there. Yeah. Even just a little. And not to mention, she is in the depths of hell right now studying for boards. Yeah. I, I think she needs to take a little more time yeah. to like kind of make this decision. It's the worst time to make this decision. I also think <laughs> that, um, you know, $200,000 goes a long way in certain places, mm-hmm. right? So 500K in New York, it's almost like making 200K in a certain other place. Yeah. So depending on where you want to live, I mean, dude, go on Zillow and look at like, look at a million dollar house in Austin, rural Texas yeah, versus, or, or, or I don't know, Maine. Anywhere. And versus most places. New York or Connecticut or fucking California. San Francisco. Yeah. And you're, you're just, you're, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts what that difference is. Yeah. I mean, so, bro, even in good cities, like there's good, like amazing places where you can get that money goes so far. Yeah. I think that if she can decide, it, it, it's really a question of what matters more to her. To, to me, the big questions she has to answer are where do I want to live and which medicine do I find more interesting? Right, right. How passionate are you about it? Yeah. And, and ignore the money thing because that can be sorted out through different hacks. Mm-hmm. living in a cheaper place or yeah you know yeah. whatever it may be totally um, and, and and she says something else interesting which is sort of like and i know some people who struggle with this letting go of this idea that you always knew what you wanted you know what i mean there's you don't need it's not some kind of letdown if when you were five you thought you were going to be a surgeon and now when you're 25 you realize you don't want to be you don't have to be married to this narrative you've written for your life. No. You don't know the future. You don't know how your brain's going to evolve. You don't know what you're going to like, and you should be listening as opposed to like being married to this made-up story. Yeah, and, and also, you know, you're going from uh, plastic surgeon to primary care physician. It's not as if people are saying, oh, wow, she really let herself go. Yeah. You know, man, she really found the bottle. Uh, not at all. Can't believe so much promise, and really, all she ended <laughs> up doing was being a prim- primary care physicians are noble, honored, you know, heroes in many ways. Just and per- they make perhaps, a lot of money, dude. Perhaps even more than plastic surgeons. And dude, there's no like negative portrayal of them in society either. It's not like being a public defender. You know, what yeah. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but in movies, they kind of portray a public defender as these kind of like ragtag guys who took them eight times to pass the bar, or whatever. Like. Nowhere is a primary care physician portrayed in that light. No. They are very honored in our society. They are known to do very well. Yeah. It's a great job. You've still gone through the same, you know, fucking five. I think the requirements is, well, maybe maybe a little different, but it's still a slog through residency and specialization and all of that. Better part uh, of a decade. You know, wouldn't you be rather be detecting early bad signs of something in a kid? And helping the family fight through that than having to strap on another pair of double G balloon boobs from some <laughs> Beverly Hills bimbo, you know? That's that's my, where my mind goes, at least. So uh. Yeah, this is very noble thinking. Uh, good luck to you. We wish you yeah. the best. Uh, good luck. Let us know. Keep it, you know, let us know what you end up doing with this. Yeah. Um, because we would definitely like to hear. Um, I, I got one for you. Love it. I got one. For you. I think you're going to like this one. All right. So I actually talked, I wrote about this on my, my Patreon too. Um, but I want to bring it up here. So this guy said, uh, Josh said, my girlfriend and I went out for dinner and drinks during our second night in Hawaii. We ended up having a lovely dinner and decided to get some ice cream afterwards. At the ice cream parlor, there were these delicious looking muffins. So naturally I ordered one. Before we left, I split the muffin in half and gently tossed one half to my girlfriend in a playful manner, hoping she would enjoy the muffin. This is when chaos erupted. <laughs> she started yelling at how at me of how she is gluten-free and I could have caused her to go into anaphylactic shock. I apologized and claimed that that could only happen if she ingested the muffin, not merely from skin contact. This argument lasted until we got back to our hotel room where she proceeded to accuse me of gaslighting her. Shortly after, she asked me to leave the hotel with nowhere to go at 10 p.m. in Hawaii. While I was was packing, I took back a diamond bracelet I gave her the day before. 
She proceeded to go into the bedroom and lock the door. While I continued gathering my belongings, I hear a knock on the door. It was a large man who was hotel security. She had called security to escort me off the property. He was a very nice gentleman, and we calmly left the building. In hindsight, I should have just left the bracelet, but I didn't think she deserved it. I mean, she had escorted me out of a hotel in the middle of the night, 1,500 miles from home with nowhere to go. This is his girlfriend? Yeah. What the fuck? Dude, first of all, if you're if you if you're allergic in that degree to something, Hillary is gives an anaphylactic shock from eating cashews. She knows that by touching it, she won't like you know everything about your allergy if you're that severely allergic to something. For this girl not to know that, if she's actually that allergic to gluten, which I didn't know people were that allergic to gluten, say she is. They're not. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. I did some reading. Good. Good to know. Celiac disease. Yeah. When you ingest gluten does not cause you to go into anaphylactic shock. It's not how it manifests. How long have these two been dating? This girl sounds like a complete moron. <laughs> how is that an- how is that gaslighting her? And how does she not already know that she can touch it? Well, what was it? what was interesting to me was that his <laughs> response was no no, that only happens if you ingest it, but that was also wrong. Right, right, right. Right. So, like, but he, in, in general, anaphylaxis. That's true, though, about eating food allergies. Yeah. So maybe that's oh, wait. If Hillary touched she's a peanut, fine, fine. She can touch a cashew. She just can't eat it. She can't go in her mouth at all. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Which she knows very well. She knows everything, dude. She knows that she can eat stuff that's cooked in peanut oil because it burns the allergens. She knows which things she's more allergic to and which she, she knows yeah. everything. And you know everything. And I know. So and you, I know everything. You might throw a peanut at her as a joke, but you wouldn't aim it at her mouth. <laughs> and I actually, I, I just wouldn't because, dude, we don't even have any of those kind of things in the house. Right, right, right. knowing that they're there. But I wouldn't even do that. And okay. I, and I also know that she might not be in, allergic to peanuts because when she was a teenager, she got tested and it says she wasn't allergic. But because she never reintroduced into her diet, there's a high likelihood that she, in fact, is allergic again. Like, I know so much about this. Yeah. You know? Well, I think what was interesting is that this guy's (laughs) question was, am I right or wrong for taking back the the bracelet? And all I can focus on is everything else in the story. (laughs) It's the least important detail to me. Being escorted by security. I can't. I, it, it's so baffling. Um, Who was a very nice man, which leads me to believe that this is happening occasionally at the resort. <laughs> Here I am again. <laughs> I know things can get tough when you get a muffin thrown at you. You know. Here I am again. <laughs> I mean, there's so many questions I have. First of all, who the fuck buys a muffin at an ice cream store? You know what I mean? Yeah, like true. that. Those two things don't go hand in hand. Yeah. And then two, um, you know, the whole fight erupts. They're in Hawaii. I just feel like if you're on a vacation together with your significant other in Hawaii, it would take so much more than this to have a kicking out of the hotel room breakup moment there. Totally, dude. Hawaii is the the place where you roll with the punches. Totally. Where you let everything go and you wash it just, nah, no big deal, you know? Rest and relaxation. Yeah. Um, and you can get, you can buy, you can go to CVS and buy your favorite toothpaste. Right. At Basquiat. I stole that from him. He said, he said that, but whatever. It's the most chill place ever. Basquiat said that? He loved Hawaii and he said that it was because you, it was so exotic, but you could buy your favorite toothpaste. That's cool. Which is interesting and oh, true. It'd be fun to own a Basquiat someday. I know. For I know. $28 million. Dude, I know. All right. So then my question is this though. I do have to ask. Is he right? For taking that bracelet back. Fuck yeah. Fuck that girl. She'd, owned, she'd owned it for a day. You, yeah. I don't understand how you get to the point where you're buying someone diamond bracelets and you're getting into this kind of fight with them. I, I agree. It's the stupidest. How have you guys never gotten to a fight this stupid already if you've been dating? <laughs> how is this the first time you're educating her on her quote allergy that doesn't exist? If you're shopping for diamond jewelry for your girlfriend and there's even a chance that if you lobbed a muffin top at her, she might kick you out of the hotel room. I feel like you're you're immediately telling the diamond salesman that and then he's bringing you over to the $100 and below <laughs> case of jewelry. 
Dude, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's the ballpark you're allowed to operate in if that's how volatile your relationship is. Dude, I hate to say it, and I'm sure this isn't the case with these two, but this sounds like like this guy's like 40 years older than this girl. <laughs> he's buying her diamond bracelets, and they barely know each other. And I, I actually think I actually think she was a lot older than he is. Oh, jeez, what the fuck's happening? It's a minefield. This one, it is. This is a red flag. Stay away from this lady. I know it's only his side of the story. Yeah, but you know, I hope. I wonder. It'd be it fun to get the to response from her. I know she just will just lay into me. Yeah, so funny, dude. Well, that's Oops the Podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you today. Enjoy the rest of summer. Uh, let's hope that life can continue to progress uh, into back into normalcy. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you for all of your thoughts. Email us anything you want to tell us. If you want advice, fuck it. Email us asking for advice. We don't even have to, we don't even have to air it. I'll be in, uh, really quick, Springfield, uh, Massachusetts at the MGM Roar Comedy Club on the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. That's coming right the fuck up awesome so come out uh tickets at francisellis.com